Good morning. Good to be with you this morning. Good to see you. And doesn't the auditorium look beautiful? I think it gets a little better every time. I think we didn't have quite all the lights last week, but it's beautiful. And we thank those who, who did this. I know we thanked them last week, but we may thank them next week. And the next week, and the next week, because we're going to enjoy it for just that long. Listen, I've had some of our seniors who have asked me, why don't we ever sing this song anymore? And this song is Victory in Jesus, so today is your day. I want you to stand together as we sing the song in its entirety. Let's stand together.
Amen.
Amen. New song for you this morning. It's a modern hymn. It's called Forever Jesus. You'll listen to the verse and the chorus and it's repetitious. You'll know the others after that.
Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord this morning. Good morning. Today's scripture comes from Psalm 100, 1 through 5. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. glad that we're here today to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I'd like to begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray together. Father, we humbly come before you today with thankful hearts. Father, many of us here today have been blessed beyond measure and, and Lord, the meals, the fellowship have been, have been testimony, Lord, of how good you have been to us. And Lord, you've blessed us and our cup runneth over. And Father, we are so thankful, Lord, for the blessings you give us. And we pray, Lord, that today that we will be a blessing, that you'll make us a blessing. That, Father, that we will serve you with gladness. And that, Father, that, Lord, as we've come into your presence with singing today, Lord, may we continue to come with thankful hearts and receive your word as you deliver it. I pray, Father, that you'd hide me behind the cross today. And we pray, Lord, that Jesus, your Son, will be high and lifted up. And, Father, we just will leave with praise on our lips and thankfulness in our hearts. And we'll do this all in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm thankful to be here today. Uh, I love Thanksgiving. I love the Thanksgiving season. Uh, The older I get, I'll be honest with you, I may like Thanksgiving a little bit better than Christmas. I'm just being honest. Um, what we've done to Christmas is really um, is, is amazing. But Thanksgiving seems to be the same thing it was when I, came, when I first remember starting with Thanksgiving. And it's just family and friends coming together, being thankful for the blessings that God has given us. And this psalm has helped me stay in the attitude of Thanksgiving Instead of going Black Friday shopping and and shooting straight into Christmas, I'm still in the Thanksgiving season. And I'm going to encourage you to stay there. I'm going to encourage you today to make Thanksgiving a 12-month experience. I'm encouraging you to make it an attitude. Uh, I was encouraged in seminary. I went to New Orleans Theological Seminary, and I was taught... Uh, to be to have a good attitude from Dr. Cawthon. And Dr. Cawthon was a big Louisianian. I think that's what you call him. He was one of the biggest men I've ever seen in my life. I thought I was big until I saw him. And he had the biggest hands. 
And he would look at you with his, you know, the glasses. His glasses, he'd look at you from here. And that was one of the most intimidating looks you could ever receive was from him when he looked at you. But he encouraged us, and I'll, I'll carry this to my grave, to be a good attitude class. He told us that we are responsible for those that were beside me. And I looked beside me. I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I said, we are in trouble. Because I knew the guys who were beside me and I was a little concerned that we would not be a good attitude class. Because he tried to help us if you were good attitude, but if you didn't have a good attitude, he'd try to fail you. And he told us that that first day. He, but the main thing he taught us that first day is the importance of an attitude, of having a good attitude. Um, there is uh, Pastor Chuck Swindoll. He captured the necessity of a positive attitude. And I just want to read these words. It's a little lengthy, but they're powerful to me, and it impacted my life, and I hope it does the same for you. These are his words, Dr. Uh, Charles Swindoll. He said, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It's more important than the past and the education, the money, then circumstances, then failures, then success, success, then from other people's, what other people think or what they say or do. It's more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day. That's important. A choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have. And that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% of how I react to it. And so it is with you. Listen to this. I love this verse. I love what he says here. We are in charge of our attitude. I agree with Pastor Swindoll when he says, and the older I get, the truer that becomes. We are in control of how we react to what happens to us. And you are in control of your attitude. And when we look at this psalm right here, we can't help but think of the Israelites in the Old Testament. The psalms are basically the psalm book of the Israelites. Uh, and it was filled with songs of thanksgiving. No less than 15 psalms have thanksgiving in the title. And a full 24 of the psalms give specific command to give thanks Psalm 100 is one of those that includes give thanks. It is important to God, listen to me, it is important to God that you give Him thanks, that I give Him thanks. If it was important for the Israelites, it's also important to us. God was concerned, and He told them over and over, when you get into the promised land, What's going to happen is you're going to get your place, you're going to get your house, you're going to get comfortable, you're going to get busy, and you're going to forget me. 
So it's important that you give thanks to me so that you won't forget me. And guess what? A lot of times what they did was they did exactly what he said. They got into their homes. They got comfortable. They got thinking they were more in control than he was. And they lost sight of him and they quit giving him thanks. So these psalms were given so that the people would sing um, and, and bring praises to his name so that they would not forget how good God is. And these psalms are here today. Psalm 100 is here today uh, to give us remembrance to how good God is. You know, this, is, this Psalm 100 is one of the psalms that people would sing as they were going to the temple. And the reason they would sing this song is because it would give them the right attitude when they got to church. Notice what it says here. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He's God. He's in control. You know what that means? <laughs> know that the Lord, He's God, that means you're not. Somebody say amen. Okay? He's not. It is He who has made us, we didn't make ourselves, and, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture and the sheep of his pasture. He's leading us. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Here we go. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Why? Because the Lord's good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures for all generations. Folks, if God says it, it will last for eternity. Amen. I see so many people today chasing other truths, what they call truths and other beliefs. But let me tell you this, only God's truth lasts forever, for eternity. And I'm going to encourage you today to take Thanksgiving. It's, it's a good word. I want to share this with you. I, I thought this was funny, and if you don't, then we have a different sense of humor than me. But uh, Rupert um, Kipling wrote the book, um, The Jungle Book. Y'all remember the Jungle Book? Now, this guy was popular at one time. They said that, uh, the, that a, a word that he wrote was worth 10 shillings. That's about $10 in our currency. But these, these college kids didn't respect him. They didn't like his writings, and they thought he was overrated. College kids typically do that with their elders, and so they did that with him. And so they wrote him a letter. With ten shillings in the letter, and they asked him this. They said, "Please send us your best word." And they gave him ten shillings. It didn't take long. They got her a letter right back from Kipling, and they opened it up excitedly to see what the word was. You know what the word was? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks is a powerful word. Amen. It's good to say thank you, but I want it to be more than a word. I want it to be more than a day. I want it to be an attitude. I believe that's what God wants from us today. God wants us to have an attitude of thankfulness. And that means that that's a part of your everyday life. It's one of the healthiest things you can do. Look it up. Scientifically, it is proven to have a thankful heart. It's very helpful and, and, and good for your, your, not only your spirit, but for your physical. 
Folks, how many times have you been mad that someone said thank you? That you received a thank you? How many times have you been mad that you said thank you? Typically when you say thank you, you are appreciating somebody's act of kindness. We need it to be more than just a word. And we need it to be more than just a day. We need it to be an attitude. Clover Chaplin, he was a pastor from another generation, said the reason that we are so thankless is because we're so thoughtless. Thankfulness takes thought. It's interesting to me, and this is his words, that we have to be reminded to give thanks. That we have to be told to give thanks. You remember in Luke 17, you remember Jesus was going to to Jerusalem. And as he was heading toward Jerusalem, these ten leopards came out to him, and they basically said, have mercy on us, have mercy on us. Basically, they were asking to be healed. And so Jesus says, well, go to the priest. Go, go. And he, he, he sent them. He says, go show yourself to the priest. Well, on their way to go to the priest, guess what? All ten of them were healed of their leprosy. Now, how many of them came back to say thank you? Show me with your hands. Just one. It's easy not to say thank you, isn't it? It's easy to take the credit yourself, amen? It's easy to be so self-absorbed you think that you don't need to say thank you. But what a wonderful thing it is to say thank you, especially to our Lord. Even Jesus says, where are the other nine? Why didn't they come? Now I listen to a song as I, um, I come here. and it's, I do it about 90% of the time now, ever since I found out. And I'm not going to sing it to you. And I'm not going to give you even the right words to the song. But I will say this, this song is all about, God, since you saved me, I really don't need anything else. I'm just so thankful that you saved me. And let me tell you, I agree with that. I agree with that before I heard the song. And I'll say it now, and I've said it before. God doesn't owe me anything else. He doesn't have to do anything else for me. When He saved me, that was enough. And I'm thankful that he was willing to save somebody like me. I'm not going to be mad at him if he doesn't answer the prayers the way I think he should answer my prayers. I'm not going to do that because I'm thankful I'm one of his kids. And God has shown me that he's worthy of praise and he's worthy of worship. Even when he doesn't do it my way. He's worthy give thanks to and I'm so thankful that we can give him praise you know um, the greatest thing that we can do is to cultivate an attitude of gratitude and that is to think and listen to this sentence think to thank (laughs) that's my southern accent bleeding through there think to thank that's a short can you remember that folks it takes it takes thought to say thank you and it starts with your mind. And it's important that, that you make that an important part of your thinking. Paul says um, 
the things that we think about matter. And he says this in Philippians 4, 8, when he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We so often think about the person who's done something to us rather than thinking about the person who's done something for us. We like focusing on the negative instead of focusing on the positive. You know, a lot of times we, we get so wrapped up on the things that we don't have instead of, instead of focusing on the abundance that we do have. Yesterday we happened to be in the mall. And we were going down um, at Hay- in, in Greenville. And I was looking at all the clothes and everything like that. And, and, and we went through the men's section. I promise you, as I was looking at all the shirts, I said, I got a lot of shirts just like that in my closet. Do I really need another one? I don't know about your closet, but mine overflows. Somebody say amen. Some of y'all buy bigger houses because you want more closets. Amen? (laughs) That hit a sore spot, didn't it? God is good. He's getting us, He's blessed us. I'm not going to ask you how many of y'all rent in storage spaces. But I ride down Reedville Road and I know. You see them, they're popping up everywhere. Why? God is good. He, all the time. Y'all know that. He's blessed us, right? We got all the physical stuff. But we want more. You know, there's always a new toy coming down the line, right? Let's, let's begin to think about this a little bit. Let's control our thinking. Let's think about how God's blessed us and, and all the blessings He's given us. That's what Thanksgiving is all about. Um, uh, Friday night, we did... Or, what, might have been, I can't remember. My nights have gone... Yeah, it was Friday night. My kids came together. I got my kids together, my wife, and all of us went to a movie. Folks, that's unheard of in my family. I got one jetting down to Charleston all the time, one jetting all over to other places all the time. For us to all to come together was a minor miracle. Praise God. I'm thankful. Okay? And y'all understand that, especially parents, grandparents. Just to get us all together. To have a thankfulness about ourselves. Uh, that's what concerns me. Uh, you know, when uh, the lottery gets up to a certain amount of money, and I've never played the lottery, guys. I've, I'm not a, I don't do that kind of stuff. But I, but I have played this game before. What if I won? You played that game before? What if I won the lottery? What do you start doing? You start thinking about all the things you don't have. See, that's, that's, that kind of thinking is not the kind of thinking we should be participating in. If Christmas becomes about just receiving stuff, then Christmas has become something that God never intended Christmas to be. We need to really focus in on being appreciative for the things that we have and, be, and, and understand that we need to have an attitude of, of gratitude. What I want to do is in Psalms chapter 100, verse 4, I just want to focus on two commands here. Notice what verse 4 says. It says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. 
and into His courts with praise. And here's a command right here. Be thankful to who? To Him. To God. And bless His name. That word, there's two commands there in the, the latter part of that, cha- that verse. First one is to be thankful to Him. That word is a singular verb, be thankful. That means to confess, to praise, to acknowledge, to extol, to thank. And it's more than just mere thank God for your blessings. It depicts someone naming them one by one. Name the blessings. Name the, be thankful and name them one by one. I'll let you have a little peek into my life. One of the things that helps me keep an attitude of gratitude is I have Thanksgiving Thursdays. Okay? What does that mean to you? Probably nothing. But what it means to me is I start my prayer life by not asking God for anything. But I start off by just thanking Him for everything. And I begin to list it one by one. Have you ever tried to thank God for all of your blessings that God has given you? Do you have enough time in a day to thank Him for all your blessings? It's good to try, amen? It's good to try. I take Thursdays. Now, throughout the week, my prayer life, in my prayer life, Thanksgiving is a part of that, but on Thursday is a day of just thanking Him. And then if I have time, I get to the things that, uh, the concerns if there's something really tough going on, we do, I lift that to the Lord. But I begin by thanking Him for all the things that He's blessed us with. And that helps me keep an attitude of gratitude. Not that I'm perfect at it, but let me tell you, I feel a lot better on Thursdays. I may should have moved that to Mondays. Because Mondays are tougher than Thursdays. Amen? I want you to think about this just for a second. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read this. Okay? And just let you think about it just for a second. But know this, Tim, Paul writes. That in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money... Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. That's one of the signs of that times are coming to an end is the unthankfulness. Would you say our society is sort of unthankful? Signs of the time. It goes on to say unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers with self Without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, and and the list goes on. But unthankfulness is one of the signs of the end times. We need to be we need to be um, verbal about our thankfulness toward God. And the second command is this: bless His name. That's called Barak. That's a Hebrew for Barak. It's to kneel, to praise, to salute. It's to put God up here and me down here. It's to put God in His proper place and me in my proper place. I praise His name because He's above me. He's God. I'm not. 
That's a very real, that's a very real issue with God that He wants you to understand that. And I've always wondered that and now I've grown up and I know why He has to say it. Because so many people try to play God. They may not say it, but they do. And they think they are, but, but God wants us to bless His name, to put His name above all other names. So as we give thanks and as we bless His name, And by blessing the name of the Lord, we affirm His power and goodness. And we commit to joining God's cause instead of ours. I want to encourage you to do three things. To make thanksgiving an attitude. And this is found in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. If you want to turn over there, you can. I believe we have it up here. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Rejoice always. Folks, we should be praising God on a daily basis. One of the things I enjoy doing is listening to praise music. I'm so thankful we have good praise music now. We do. There's praise music... Oh, let me just rephrase it. Praise music that I like. Um... There's some, some of it that, that is so, well, I'm not going to get in what I don't and what I do like. But there's great praise music that brings me into the presence of God as I'm riding down the road, down 85, when other people are trying to take me out. I can have a heavenly experience understanding that if one of them is successful in taking my front bumper off, I'm going to be in heaven with God. Amen? That's, that's, a, that's just being able to praise His name. If you want to have an attitude of gratitude, praise His name on a daily basis. If you want to have a, an, an, a powerful and impactful experience here in church, praise God Monday through Saturday. Just don't wait till Sunday. Feel the Holy Spirit in your truck. In your office space, at your home, in your prayer closet. Praise His name. Make that a part of your daily walk. Just praise His name. Second thing is that we need to do is to pray. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18 says... Make sure that you talk to God on a daily basis. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. I don't know why He wants me to talk to Him. I'll just be honest with you. Sometimes I'm not sure why, why He wants humble me to be able to come into His presence and speak. But He says pray. Pray without ceasing. And what is prayer? Talking. I used to think when you prayed, you had to preach in the King James translation. Do y'all know what that means? How art thou God of earth? And that scared the daylights out of me because I didn't talk like that. It wasn't until someone said, no, you don't have to talk to God that way. That's not the way you talk. And I said, good, because in church, that's the way they prayed back in the 70s. Well, in Charleston in the 70s, I don't know about Spartanburg. So I just started talking to God, not disrespectfully, but he says he wants me to talk to him. Do you talk to God? Do you take time out of your, your life, your day, to, to, to talk to the Creator? Think about it just for a second. The one who created heaven and earth wants to hear from you. So go to him. 
Talk to Him. And, and, and I promise you, as you pray, thankfulness will fill your soul. Because in verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Folks, we need to have, an, not only should we praise Him, not only should we pray, but while we serve Him, we serve Him with what? Gladness. That means with your talents, with your hobbies, with your leisure time, with your work time, everything that we do, we serve Him with gladness. We serve Him with thankfulness. Folks, when you're going into your job, I don't care if you love your job or hate your job, you better thank God you got a job. Amen? Some of you, I know some of you don't like your jobs. I'm a chaplain too, so I'm, I'm, I'm in and out with people that hate their jobs. Some of them love their jobs, but some can't wait till 5 o'clock. That country song, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, is going in their head at 9 o'clock in the morning. They so want to get out of there, out of there and own. Folks, thank God for your jobs. Thank God for your, that you can serve God in that manner. All of us are serving God somehow. And you should be thankful for how God is using you for the upbuilding of His kingdom. Because God can use a plumber just like He uses a preacher. And that's just the truth. It's very important to show thankfulness in our praise, in our prayers, and in our service. 1 Peter 1 says it this way in verse 4, beginning with verse 10. As each one has received gifts, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. For all that we do, everything that we do, everything that we say, we should do it unto, do it unto God with a thankful heart. Folks, if you grasp what I'm saying here today, it will change your life. It will, people will be attracted to you. I don't care how you look. They'll be attracted to your personality. Because a thankful heart attracts people. Even the lost. Even those who don't know Jesus Christ will come up to you and try to figure out what, what's special about you. Because when bad things happen to you, guess what you do? You just praise God. In all things, we thank Him. Amen? What we're going to do, I'm about to close this in the time of prayer, this, time, this part of the service. And I'm going to leave, and I'm going to go out to the back. And if you would like to come and talk to me about salvation, the only way you can have a thankful heart is to have Jesus in your heart in the first place. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would love to share that with you today. If you love to join our church or love to learn more about our church, I'd love to talk to you in the back. And you can come during our invitational time. When the choir is speaking, just, uh, just walk out, just come out and follow me where I'm going. I'm just going back through those doors in the back. And I'd love to share with you. 
If you just need a time of prayer, and you just need me to pray with you, I will do that also. But let me tell you guys, I hope that, that Thanksgiving is more than just a word for you. And I hope that Thanksgiving is more than just a day. I hope it becomes an attitude for each one of us. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for this message of hope. Lord, it doesn't matter what comes our way. We know that you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that you've given us strength, Father, because we're more than conquerors through your Holy Spirit. So, Father, we come with a thankful heart, Lord, during this invitation. And, Father, we just pray, Lord, that your Spirit will move. And that, Father, if some need to come to this altar, we open up this altar for those who want to pray. We pray that they feel comfortable enough to do that. If they need to come back and talk to me, I'd love to be able to share with them. But, Lord, I just pray, Father, for each one of us that we will have an attitude of gratitude going into this new year that we're about to, especially during this Christmas season. I pray that we'll be thankful for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. And Father, we'll praise you. Lead us, Father, with your spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing, Have Thine Own Way, Lord.
close the service this morning, let me say that uh, this is a time during this invitational song to go out and speak with Joy or whatever pastor happens to be there. But you know, anytime we're here and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to talk with you about anything about the Lord and your relationship with him, we're always available and we'll look forward to hearing from you. As you leave this morning, there will be men at the doors and there will be some black boxes on the wall as you depart from under the portico for our offerings. Thank you for your faithfulness in these days. Uh, We have a lot of things to consider during this uh, time, our regular budget offering. We have a love offering that is still open um, and also uh, the Christmas offering for missions. Uh, Lottie Moon is uh, coming. You know, when I was a kid, I was in a a junior class in in Sunday school and I never will forget it because we were to draw pictures of the nativity and so we all drew everything and you couldn't tell you know we were just little kids you couldn't tell mostly what we drew but this one kid was pretty prolific at art and 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 he drew a he drew a thing he drew the the baby Jesus in a manger he he drew angels he drew shepherds and wise men and sheep and he had this uh a woman just off to the side. And so our teacher asked who it was, what was all this, could he explain it? He went and explained it all, and then when he got to the woman, said, well, that's Lottie Moon. He thought Lottie Moon had been around since the beginning of time. And so maybe it sounds that way, but don't forget the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for missions during this time. We've got a lot of things going on. You're going to be hearing in weeks to come uh, from church leadership about different things that are transpiring. You're going to hear about a budget proposal for the next year. You'll hear all those things. Don't miss it. On the 19th, don't miss it. On the 19th, uh, our kids are going to be singing. The choir is going to be singing in the morning worship our Christmas music. And you don't want to miss it. You come as we celebrate together. Let's pray together as we leave this morning. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you may have spoken to our lives just today. And Lord, although we may have just had a seed planted, I pray that that seed of thankfulness will become in full bloom and produce much fruit in the days to come. Thank you for Joey. Thank you for the message he's brought today. Lord, help us to realize that Thanksgiving is an attitude and not just one Thursday in the year. Lord, I pray that as we go from this place that you will continue to make of us as you would. That you will allow us to have these times of Thanksgiving even today when we really think about what we have. And to remember that every good and every perfect gift comes from above. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.